I do have voicemails from both of you. I love you both. I, I do not listen to voicemails. I'm terrible. So if there's anything important. Um, well, I think I think every time now after I leave you a voicemail, I text you to say either listen to the voicemail or don't. It doesn't matter. It's perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I, I've learned. Joey, yeah. have you figured this out? Oh no, mine was uh, mine was some winning uh, winning lottery numbers that uh, oh, got pulled yesterday. Oh no! Damn it. Yeah, damn it! Too late. Yeah. yeah, he was giving you his uh, Bitcoin account number or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is December 27th, 2020, and this is episode 488. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the blistering 2-0 start for the Pacers, covering the games against the Knicks and the Bulls. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, Coast to Coast, like Buttered Toast. First, from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer fans? Uh, what is up, Undebeatables? Quick shout out, um, Casey Jones uh, mm-hmm. passed away on Christmas. Um, he is one of the greatest uh, basketball players to ever play the game. Uh, he won uh, eight championships as a player, as a Boston Celtic, uh, one as an assistant coach, and two as a head coach. Um, I believe that number gets to 12, um, and that is um, – he's the only – uh, African American coach, other than Bill Russell, to win multiple NBA championships, um, and he is also eight and zero in NBA Finals as a player. So, um, shout out uh, NBA great. We're losing a lot of people this year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Also, part of a really elite club. Um, I think eight or nine guys who won an NCAA title, an Olympic gold. And an NC or uh, an NBA championship, hmm. also on that list, QB. Quinn really? Buckner. Quinn Buckner, shout out. I did not know about his Olympic gold. Very strong. <laughs> yeah. Very strong. But yeah, shout out to Casey Jones. Just, I mean, to hear Quinn talk about him was a was a real joy. He's a he's a basketball legend, and uh, uh, you know he. Left a lot of things to a lot of people that made them better people. So and yeah, uh, uh, Larry Bird said that uh, he's never, ever played with a nicer human being. That's a that's a he played with a lot of people, 
That's a, that's a, I mean, that he said that before the man died. Like that was like, you know, um, that's not in hindsight. So shout out. Yeah. He's proof positive that you don't have to be an a-hole to be excellent at your craft. That's right. Mm-hmm. Shout out. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Hope everybody had a very, very Merry Christmas. And looking forward to a new year. New year. Clean slate coming up. This is, uh, ooh, we just got a, just a couple shows left uh, for this for this year. This one and the, and the Thursday show. Um, and then we're on to 2021. I can't believe... I can't believe anything anymore. So <laughs> correct, <laughs> uh, but it's better than uh, believing everything. So <laughs> I don't know. Those people, uh, they might be happier. I don't know. I, yeah, Maybe I'll try. I, Maybe I'll give it a try. I don't know if you're happier if you think the Earth is flat or that um, you're going to be tracked by the vaccine. I don't know if that makes you happier. The vaccine no. can track me. I never know where I am. This seems like a feature, not a bug. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put my, uh, open up my Find My Harper app. <laughs> it's nice. All right, guys. The, the season started. The, uh, we're recording Sunday night during the Celtics game, but we watched w. Uh, the... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm hoping we get that. Um, but we have seen two games. Um, the first one was um, December um, 23rd versus the Knicks. This was, I guess, at home, but it was still um, uh, attendance of zero. Uh, Pacers win this one 121 to 107. Um, Damana Sabonis was amazing. Uh, hit his career high, 32 points, 13 boards. Um Miles Turner had eight blocks, so not bad. And uh, Brogdon and Oladipo both had over 20. Um, and then, um, let's see, next game was Saturday, December 26th. Uh, this game on the road against the Bulls. Again, no fans uh, in attendance, but uh, Pacers um, th- didn't start great, but th- just took over at the end of the game. Um, really, really the third quarter they just just took over. Um, Sabonis again, solid, solid showing. Um, twenty-two with triple double. I mean, twenty-two, uh, eleven assists, ten rebounds. Did foul out, but uh, you know we'll, we'll take that. T.J. Warren uh, picked up his game. Um, uh, twenty-three points. He really had like five in the first game. Not not that great. Um, and again, Old Evil and Brogdon uh, around twenty points. So. Um, Looking good. Started off uh, hot. Two and zero. Colson, what do you take away from these first two victories? Well, I mean, I think you know honestly, this is the same group of players that we had last year, and so what we're looking at is not evaluating new prospects or new players, but the coach and the new system, and. Um, what we can see uh, right up front is a couple of things. Um, we're going to shoot a lot more threes, and in these two games, we did not hit very many, um, which is interesting because uh, this team, uh, over the last two or three years under Nate McMillan, was one of the better three-point shooting teams in the league. We were very selective about it, and we were always near the bottom of the pack 
in the amount of three points we shot. Um, we have been ice cold from the range, but um, the other side of that, when you look at the uh, you know the NBA metrics, right? You want to shoot three pointers. You want to get points at the basket. We are just getting whatever we want at the basket. Uh, we're playing at a high pace. We rebound. We run. Um, we're basically trying to get fast breaks or get the first, um, uh, you know, the first play um, out of every possession that we have. And a lot of those things have been dunks and layups of the basket. Um, and so it's been we're a high scoring team. Uh, I, I think I was worried in both of these games how much points we allowed in the uh, first half. But in both games, we came back played really well defensively in the second half and ran away with both these games. These were both blowouts. Um, and so, you know, you start to look and, and kind of see what coaching staff is looking at, and, it, and it's, it's, a, it's a different kind of squad, and I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I mean, these guys are playing a modern brand of NBA basketball, and we just haven't seen that. It's go in and get something at the bucket. If you can't get something at the rim, then use it to create an open three-point shot. And all this mid-range stuff that we were, granted, very efficient with, and it's nice to have in your back pocket in case a possession breaks down and you can't get what you want, it it shouldn't be your go-to. You shouldn't be scoring more than 50% off your points off the worst shots that are available on the court. And... Whatever else was done in a very abbreviated offseason, clearly Nate made very clear that you got to get to the rim or you got to take three-point shots. We put up three straight 60-point halves. That was broken up by a 59-point second half <laughs> against the Bulls. <laughs> and we're, and as you said, we're not shooting the three ball particularly well. And right. believe me when I tell you, we've got three-point shooters. Whether, oh my goodness, we do. You know, Vic and Brogdon shot pretty well, but Turner, Holiday, um, you both know, holidays. Sabonis, both yeah. holidays, absolutely, right? There's there's guys out there who can hit those shots, and we're producing those looks. Uh, it, it, it's going to get better, not worse. Um, this is a very exciting start. I mean, these are two pretty mediocre teams. The the poor Bulls. I mean, they got they were down. I think. 30 early in their first game of the season. Then we came out and shellacked them. Um, you know, in the second quarter, we our bench plus Sabonis put on a 21 to zero run. Yeah. 21 yeah. to zero. Our bench did that to them. <laughs> and then we came out in the third quarter, put our starters in and ran off 10 straight out of the locker room and put yeah. this thing away. But again, you know, when you look at what we actually did, Nate Bjorkren, Turned up the defense, and TJ McConnell was in the passing lanes getting steals. We were producing easy looks, and we really frustrated them with our defense and intensity. Uh, and then coming out of the locker room, you know, we got ourselves some early looks that made sense um, and, and just put it on them. And this is what a great coach can do for you. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but there were out-of-bounds plays that resulted right. in easy buckets. Oh, in layups. In layups. Yeah, I mean, we they went zone on us, and we ooped. I mean, yeah. this is stuff that we weren't doing. And yeah. again, how short this offseason was, I, I, like, I, I know these guys are smart, and 
they're all high IQ basketball players and they've got great chemistry. They've been together. But to put this product on the floor that quick with so little time for preparation is really great. And like I said, just the ability to go from, I don't understand how to work a zone <laughs> to, oh, <laughs> this is how we get layups when they want to play a zone is such a huge step. And I'm really excited for these guys. Defensive intensity has been fantastic. The three-point shot's going to go, but just fundamentally, all the building blocks are there. This has been a really exciting start for these guys. Really exciting. I, I completely agree. I mean, I was I was really nervous in the f- first half of the Knicks game. We gave up 66 points. We scored 61, which is a lot we of sure points. Did. But it's the Knicks, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's the Knicks. How are we doing this? And we all know the Knicks aren't going to win that many games this year. If, if you haven't listened to our uh, Eastern Conference preview, go back and listen to it. The Knicks are going to win potentially below 20 games uh, based on our uh, assumptions. But, you know, we came out of halftime and we played a different level of defense. You know, and you said, uh, you know, Harper, that, that we're getting some different kind of coaching. One of the things that I noticed uh, specifically was um, – the idea of feeding certain players. So like um, Warren had a really quiet first game. He's coming off an injury. He hasn't played, you know, actual um, competitive basketball. Uh, He didn't play any of the uh, preseason games. You know, he hasn't played since the bubble. Um, The, the idea uh, offensively in the beginning of the second game was to feed Warren and he went off he and he had that silky smooth stuff and he was just he was unstoppable because we got him easy shots and if you look at the shot chart right um all of our shots are from outside of the three-point range their layups or essentially they're warren hitting those mid-range jumpers and they're all going in in that second game i mean uh, but he's taking those floaters in the you know in like He's got a foot in the paint on that stuff, uh, and, right? And God, it's so and he just he pops out and he leans back and it's so silky smooth. It's really impressive. Yeah, I, I, and look, TJ, not all the way there yet. No, I he's mean, not. He said I he's just, not even close to a hundred percent. Is what he said. Absolutely, and you know, I'm not going to say he looked like it because he looked pretty darn. He looked darn really good. good. <laughs> he scored over twenty points in the second game. But when you compare that to what we were seeing out him do in the bubble, which is like if he wasn't scoring 40, it was like a slow night for the guy. I right, mean, right. He just had that sort of close to the year. I mean, the expectations are certainly sky high. Uh, but, you know, good on Vic for taking care of some of those early season expectations and, and, and putting on a pretty darn good show in the first two uh, mm-hmm. so that the media coverage is not about TJ, right? Um, right. Very efficient couple games. Did a great job in the third quarter. I think that was in the Knicks game where, uh, you know, he just got it going. Uh, hit oh. a couple big threes down the stretch against the Bulls when they were making a little run on us. You talking uh, about Vic? Yep. Yeah, no, he's just become like the second half guy. Like, I feel like the first half he's just kind of, you know, feeling it, feeling it out. And then both of these uh, games in the second half he just went off. Yeah, yeah. I think he looks a little more fearless than he was uh, in the bubble. I think he looks a little more back to form. Um, I don't know. It 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 was, um, it was for me. It was it was a, a step in the right direction. I guess like it's, um, you know, having that sort of killer instinct. You know, having having that player out there that you you know 
feel like he can rely on um, and having him look like he was uh, back in form. I mean, look, this starting lineup, um, this is, I mean, when these guys are firing all cylinders, this is a deadly lineup. I mean, um, you know, Sabonis, you know, can get a triple-double. Turner can block eight shots in a game. Um, You know, and who knows, you know, Brogdon's going to steady everything, and, and, you know, Warren can dump whatever he wants in, and Old Depot, you know. He's the leader of the squad. So, I mean, I think it's a super, super good lineup. Um, you know, it wasn't the best competition, but, uh, you know, you know, you still got to beat the bad teams. So, I mean, uh, I was going to say not... the opposite. I think our bench has been fantastic. I mean, I think and our bench oh, is the hallmark of this team. I mean, and, and, <laughs> like, well, TJ, uh, TJ, when TJ McConnell steals his inbound passes, oh, like, that is that is my favorite thing. How is that guy <laughs> how, how many He's times like has matrix. he done it? Did he, did he do it three times in the last two games? At least? Uh, at least. It, yeah. It's the best. But I'll tell you what, you know, the team knows he's going to gamble, and guys behind him are in good positions to stop the ball before half court. We're doing it, but we're doing it smart, and we're not giving up silly buckets on the other side of that stuff. And when we do make bad mistakes, letting guys get out in front of us, Miles Turner is doing an unbelievable job cleaning up the the trash. Um, I mean, this team has been really impressive early. Um, and, you know, Domus is, as long as he's healthy, I mean, we, we're going to be playing him 40 minutes a night. I mean, I really think that he's looking right now, and, and Nate Bjorkren too. I think they're looking at, you know, Nikola Jokic, and they're saying, how is Domus not better than this guy? He's more athletic. He's every bit as smart. Maybe he's not quite as good a shooter, right? Um, maybe he's not quite as big. But athletically, the man is a beast with a super high basketball IQ and all the gifts. I mean, he's two games and two triple dubs in. And that's not an accident. This guy is this good. Yeah, no, I was uh, – Harper, you drafted him in your fantasy league. Um, Might have. And uh, Joey, nice like, work. Yeah, you and Joey really are on the that. same team, and it's looking pretty good for you right now. Um, I, he is, you know, I agree with you. <clears throat> In fact, I thought um, Coach played him a little too much in, in the second game. He absolutely you know? did, but we were on yeah. a 21 to nothing run. What are you going to do, pull him? Yeah, no, I would have pulled him. Because <laughs> we, were, we were killing it. And, like, I mean, the guy, look. You're right. Every time you put him on the floor, he's apparently a triple-double threat at this point. I mean, you pretty much guaranteed a double-double, but now he's throwing up these kind of assists. I mean, there's so much work he's doing from – and it used to be the high post. Now it's the high above the three-point line, and that's where he's starting his action. And and then also when he gets down low, so much action he's doing – for the cutters, the, just the energy of the offense. There's so many more people cutting when they need to be cutting. There's so many people coming off screens, and that's allowing um, Sabonis to get these assists because he's such a smart player and he's such a good passer. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think he's going to average a triple double for the season, but why not? I mean, he's got those skills, and um, you know, if he's going to play 35 minutes a night, you're starting to chalk him up for. You know, a 25, 13, and 7 at least, right? I mean, he's looking fantastic. He is. And, and, and like, look, I'm with you that 
we need to watch his load management. We know that plantar fasciitis is a difficult thing and, you know, we don't want to overwork the guy. But that said, him getting that chemistry going with the first and the second unit this yeah, early. Yeah, he's got both units. <laughs> Domas is without a doubt our best player right now. He is. Like, he's... it's not close. Right. And, like, look, Vic is very close to 100%, and that is great news. And he can do explosive, amazing things for us. Uh, getting TJ back to full health is going to be great. Um, but but Domus makes this thing go. And our offense is going to continue to be centered around him, whether by design or whether because he's the most active dude on the court, both ends, all the time, <laughs> by his design, it's going to remain the case uh it just i i love this guy i do um, too I, I i think it's by design though i mean i think i think bjorkren realizes oh, what he has no no, no. Bjork, yeah. bjorkren wants to build this like i said i think that both he and you know domus are looking at nikola Jokic and saying our our guy can do that yeah and you know if he doesn't put up Jokic like numbers this year isn't vying for an mvp it might be because of you know, he's not getting enough minutes. I, I would say it's because we have more options on the floor than Denver at this point, right? Like, I mean, you know, you've got uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Vic, and uh, TJ Warren putting up 20 points a game, essentially, at this point. Like, there's just a, a you know, we have an embarrassment of riches. Um, I, I wonder if Vic I'm is not our... Embarrassed. I'm in no way embarrassed. <laughs> I know that this is uh, we've been playing against bad competition, but what uh, what we've what I've seen from the offense um, is just a revelation. And you know, uh, Vic is picking his spots, but I'm wondering if he's the third most important person on offense right now. Maybe the fourth. Um, you know, and that's you know, if if this guy is can get close to his All NBA level, and he's still not the most important person on offense mm-hmm. or on defense. I mean, you know, uh, Miles Turner, there was an interview with him and he said, you know, basically the new defensive plan is a lot of, uh, a lot more gambling than in the past, you know, and there's a lot more switching in the past before it was stick with your man and, and, you know, play solid defense. Don't gamble. Um, but because of that, there's a lot more pressure on Miles Turner to be there uh, in the paint and also a lot more pressure because he's the one who's calling out the defense the entire time he's on the floor. And he said, I'm really excited about this. I invite it. This is what I want. And you, and you say, okay, well maybe he's just overstating that. And then he goes ahead and put eight blocks up in game one and four blocks up in game two. Like he look, yes. Would he love to score a few more points? Would he like to have a few more shots? Sure. But what he wants to do, what he's amazing at, is blocking shots, and he showed uh, he showed that the the last uh, two games. So, and he wants to win, and he can really help his team do that. I mean, if our team, especially you know, our guys out on the perimeter, can gamble a little bit in those passing lanes, which can easily turn into free two points, and, and it get has. Our- <laughs> it has over the first two games. We shot fifty six percent against the Bulls. Yeah. And 46, I'm sorry, 49% against the Knicks. And that's with, uh, you know, terrible three, just terrible three point point shooting. shooting. Terrible. Right. We didn't even shoot well from the line against the Bulls. We only shot 63%. But Miles Turner can 
allow those guys to take those chances. I mean, there's a danger of them going too far. I mean, whatever. We're in game two here. But, like, the way that he can clean that slop up is just, I mean, he turns high percentage shots into low percentage shots. It's been Mm -hmm. amazing. And shout out to Malcolm Brogdon, like, He's flown under the radar, but he's off to a really good start. His man-to-man defense has been excellent. Uh, he's been doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's harassing ball handlers. He is stopping the ball. He is just so fundamentally sound all the time. It's hard to go and pick out the play. But he just frustrates offenses. And he does it night in and night out. Well, on the defensive end, but I mean, on the offensive end too, he's shooting a high percentage. I mean, this guy is, I mean, yeah, you talk about triple everything. doubles. I mean, he's, he's everything. yeah. I mean, you know, what did he have in the Chicago game? It was like uh, seven rebounds, eight assists and over 20 points. You know, I don't have it in front of me, but like uh, Chicago know. was only the, the, the two rebounds. I think it was. In oh, the, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was in the, uh, it was in the Nick game that he was 21, seven and eight. Yeah. But, I mean, my goodness. I mean, you know, this guy is just coming to play every night. Um, he's efficient scoring, and he's playing defense on the perimeter, just like you said. And it's, you know, we're really big. Like, that's one of the things that, you know, everybody talks about, you know, can Miles Turner and Demonis, you know, play on the same court? And, and this year ultimately will decide that, right? I mean, this is the chance. We have a new coach, a new vision. Can Miles and uh, Sabonis play on the same uh, starting lineup, but beyond that, Malcolm Brogdon is you know six five at point guard. You know, Miles Turner yeah. is uh, you know uh, Miles Turner is six eleven at power forward or whatever. You know, I mean uh, Victor Oladipo is six five at shooting guard. You know, we've got a, a six seven or six eight in, in, in TJ Warren. Like we're just a massive presence in that starting lineup. There's just arms everywhere. And, like, you start to, you know, think about the teams, you know, when you say, you know, uh, we used to say this about uh, Philly or about Milwaukee. Like, when you play them, there's just arms everywhere. That starting lineup is that. We have that in that lineup. And, uh, you know, we can be really good defensively. It's, it's, you know, active hands. We've, We've been doing that for years, but it seems like we're a little more aggressive in trying to catch those, um, you know, um, passing lanes and it's so far so good. Well, and that's it, it, and that's true and that is useful. But we had the same starting lineup out there last year and couldn't rebound to save our lives. Mm. We were mm. not a good rebounding team. We out rebounded both of these teams like we meant it. We got guys going to the rim to find the boards. Malcolm Brogdon, sure, but you know who's getting a shout out from me? The guy who really wants these minutes on our team, Doug McDermott. That guy wants to be on the floor, and he's out there, and he's hustling for rebounds. He made an impact. He's got, like, 14 rebounds in his first two games. <laughs> that is, I swear to that's Off like a bench. month's worth of work for him last year. <laughs> but seriously, that's, that's what Nate told him he had to do to be on the floor, and he's doing it. We know he can shoot the three ball, and we know that he's been streaky at times, but it'll, it'll be there. But the rebounding... You're in control of that, right? And he's done a great job there. So a, a rare a rare shout-out from the enforcer to Doug McDermott. <laughs> nice work. Seriously. I mean, just yeah. – it's like a different guy out there. It was really great to see. Well, you know, I, I listened to um, these games uh, on uh, on the radio, 
so I get to uh, hear Mark talk and Eddie Gill. Um, but uh, Mark Boyle could not stop talking about the rebounding. He kept saying, hey, look, over the last, you know, many years as I can remember, the you know, five, six years, we've been bad at rebounding. We get rebounded every Terrible. game. And like Even though this, we have size, it's frustrating. Exactly. And he was like, that's the thing. It's like, it just seems different. We are dominating on the glass in a way that he hasn't seen, you know, in years. And that makes a huge difference. I mean, you know, again, the competition is what it is. But the Knicks, even when they're bad, they're pretty good at rebounding. I believe that they led the league last year with offensive rebounds right around 10 a game. Yep. And we so, held them to five and we out-rebounded them in total by 20, 64 to 44. So, the other thing, yeah. Suck at New York. So suck at New York. <laughs> the other things to think of is um, our uh, turnovers are low and our assists are high. Like these are, this is Nate McMillan stuff. Don't turn the ball over and share the ba- basketball. I mean, that's all NBA coach stuff. Well, I know. I know. But that was, but to do that as well as rebound no, you're feels good. Right. I, That's what I'm saying. I'm not Adding in the mean. rebounding is making me feel better. I'm, you're right. I'm not trying to be mean to, to old Nate. But, I mean, the trick is, as new Nate, to come in, retain the base of stuff that we have built, right? Because there, there were a bunch of things that we did well. And one of the things right. that Nate McMillan did super well is do the same thing every day. Do the same thing every possession. Right. Do the right thing. I mean, this is like a Belichick thing, right? Just if everybody does their job the right way every time and executes properly, you'll win. And if you can keep that mindset while bringing in all of this new and exciting stuff um, that the league has come up with. (laughs) Like like inbounding and shooting some three-pointers. Shooting threes, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. If If you can layer that on top and still save the fundamentals, I mean you are a dangerous team with the kind of depth that we have. Uh, I mean, the only question left is, do we have too much depth and should we trade for Harden? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I agree with you in the sense that um, Bjorkman has talked about how smart these guys are and how good they are at the fundamentals. And, you know, shout out to McMillan for that. Old Nate deserves some credit. Old Nate deserves some credit because you're right. He had them go day in and day out do the drills, do the things and yeah. do those things right. We didn't we didn't beat ourselves last year, but we didn't like shoot enough threes and we didn't get enough rebounds and we lost, you know, in the playoffs because of that. But we also won a lot of regular season games, and if you can build on that and be a little bit more interesting, like we could be really really dangerous and no one's talking about us. You know, Vegas has us at what, 6th or 7th in the East. I, I, Look for that know. to change next week. Yeah. I mean, depends on what we start doing against these better teams. We have to play Boston back-to-back here. We're playing them right now. We're going to play them again on Tuesday. But um, we'll see how the, that goes. But, uh, you know, I think we took care of business in the way that you want to. I think at the beginning of uh, – I think last week I called for a one-and-two week because I was concerned that we weren't ready. And uh, this team looks pretty ready to me. Well, I called for a two-and-one week, but uh, there's only two games on the books. So. right right we might have overestimated that last one i will say this i i truly believe that this is the sort of season that really favors a solid new coach right nobody had time off to think up a bunch of new tricks everybody had just enough time to get their heads right before the new season 
you know, credit to our guys who look like they're in great shape. We looked a little worn down at the end of that Bulls game. Um, but, you know, generally with the amount of time off, everybody's in excellent shape. Uh, that's going to be true across the league of teams that were in the bubble, teams that weren't in the bubble, probably not. Um, our, you know, what we're learning, our learning curve is going to be so much steeper than this. We, we can do some damage this year. If we play our cards right, this could be real fun. I'm excited. Agreed. I'm excited. Joe, Agreed. Joe, how are you feeling? Are you excited? I mean, I'm feeling great. Um, you know, I think that maybe, maybe having the maybe the fans were our Achilles heel, um, and just taking them out of the mix. I always blame the fans. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm the worst. Hey, hey, Joe, can I do a can I do a stat of the week? Uh, I'll allow it. Sure. Uh, pause for jingle. Okay. Actually, I think it says Joey's stat of the week in the jingle, but it's my stat of the week. Yeah, he owns that. Contraction. <laughs> Whatever you say. Hey, hey Joey, will you just you would throw a stat of the week to me? <laughs> yes. Sure. Whatever. What do you got for me? Um, this is the first time in NBA history that the Pacers are undefeated at Christmas. Ooh. I like that. Stat of the week. Did you yeah. also know that this is the first time we've been 2-0 since like 2013? Hmm. Doesn't that seem ridiculous that we haven't won our first two games out of the gate in the better part of a decade with the teams that we've had? That is crazy. Um, it surprising note: uh, the fifth coach to be two and zero to start as a Pacer coach. So uh, we've we've actually had, done well with new coaches over the years. That was a deep cut, my friend. I like that. <laughs> I got, I got cuts for days, buddy. What do you want? Um, also, uh, you know, we have spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about um, looking for the new young basketball mind. And we didn't know who that was. And we said, you know, this or that or whoever. And we put out a lot of names. This is what the franchise has done. They've taken a risk on a young kid uh with you know some some uh you know basketball background but might have a new vision this is the kind of guy that we might be able to have here for long term i know we're only two games in but the idea that um maybe we're signing somebody up for more than four years which is basically as long as anybody coaches for our team ever i don't think we've had i I actually another fun fact more stats of the week we have not had a nba coach that has coached more than five years since uh, our once and always coach, Bobby Sucklinard. That is a long time ago. So, um, shout out, Bjorkren. Hope you stick around for a while. Absolutely. All right, team. Well, um, I think that should wrap it for this show. Uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday. Uh, where we're going to get into um, our Pacer uh, team preview. It's a little bit later this season, but... Uh, we're going to go sort of player by player. Um, it, it won't have to be too in-depth. It's you know, mostly the same I've team. Got a, you know I've these got guys. a half an hour on each player. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, so it's going to be like a, uh, a six-hour pod. Yeah, so we're going to hit the legal limit for podcasts. <laughs> so. Yeah. When does iTunes not allow you to upload? Yeah. That's what yeah. I want to know. <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll be back with you on Thursday. Um, the games, uh, will, so by the time you hear this, the, the first Boston game of the week will be done. 
they're playing Sunday. Um, and then another one uh, on Tuesday. And the 31st, New Year's Eve, they're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I'm, I'm, I'll call a sweep for the week. Yep. Um, sweep for the week. Um, Joe, uh, uh, can I, can I um, commiserate with you briefly? Um, the uh, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve game is one that you and I always try to go to every year. Uh, it's baby in the race it's day. In, yeah, it's in the it's in the afternoon, and it's always a baby race. And uh, COVID is ruining my baby race season. <sighs> well, that's going to be um, the end of the year. So uh, we'll be after that date. We'll be. Uh, on to 2021, and we'll be uh, setting setting new goals, like uh, getting a ringer baby into the the race for next year. A ringer baby? A ringer baby. Is that going to be Jason's baby? Yeah, of course. Okay. I'm sorry. You mentioned the Knicks on Saturday, right? Um, Saturday the 2nd? Oh, no. I did not. My calendar is uh, stopped. It stopped at the end of the year. Yeah, it did. So I've already counted a Celtics loss. So I'll go three and one. Okay. Three and one. Okay. All right. But I'll just say sweep just to cover it. I, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I should assume. If we can get I'm, two I'm, yeah. from the Celtics early, I'm going to feel real good. I'm going to be so overconfident. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to be <laughs> I'm a, real I'm, obnoxious. I'm going to go two and two. I think uh, Cleveland's better than we think. We're going to go one and one against the Celtics. So we're going to lose yeah, against Cleveland. <laughs> two and yeah, two. No, keep week. him on. He makes us look super smart, bro. That's fine. That's good. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here. We'll be back with you on Thursday. Um, if you want uh, the Pacers preview, we'll be, uh, we'll be just like I said, talking to you on Thursday. And uh, Eastern and Western conference previews, the last couple shows before this one. Uh, but until next time, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. And there's a contact form there. You can send us a message. Send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And there's uh, some T-shirts you could buy on the website slash store. For our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Leonard. Turn out the lights. The party's over. It's like sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that TJ McConnell defense. It's right oh up on goodness. you before you even see it coming. Yeah. And then there's a layup. <laughs> there's a layup. Yeah. Where, 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 where was the Damana Sabonis throwdown? Because every time TJ stole the ball in that game... T- Domus got a throwdown. Yeah, you know, um, I think both holidays have struggled in the first two games, and I have no doubt that their shots will come back. Like, they're both great shooters. They're just, you know, uh, it's a weird offseason. But they got their points off uh, Domas just getting them layups. layups. He's just all about the the mean pick and just a, a drop of a dime at the basket. Um, I think they need to give him part of their paycheck. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they need to pay Thomas. He's going to make a lot of money, man. <laughs> I mean, he's already got his extension. They can, yeah, you're they right. Can buy he still makes more than this. He can still yeah, buy dinner. But, uh, That's right. He should still buy the filet. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll tell you what, I, I already forgot how much I like watching Aaron Holiday play, man. Mm-hmm. I love the little dude doing amazing he, things. Okay, um, honestly, first two games, I know he's struggling. He's my favorite pacer now. He's I mean, so it just fun, is. dude. I, it's it's so been fun. It's been coming on me, but he's my favorite pacer currently. He's love so him. fun. And you didn't even mention him during the show. I know, I know, but I mean, I'm saying, I mean, he's not on my top 25 because he's not been here long enough, but like, he's, but he's my favorite player to root for. Who's, and who's number 25 sti- right now? Uh, Hayward Workman. Okay, he's way more adorable than Hayward Workman. <laughs> That's right. True. He just needs a little bit more time. One more year. One more year. No. Oh shit! I I object. Aaron Holiday is my dude. That guy is so I do love fun. Him. He's so I love fun. To everything watch. about his game. If that dude was six inches taller, he'd be first bout Hall of Fame. He works wow. so hard. He works so hard. He, he works so, so pretty. Hard. He, and, he, and he cares about his teammates. He does all the right things. I like this guy. He's a beast. I love Shout out Holiday Brothers. Him. Holidays for the holidays. Chris Vicka lineups forever. Forever. You guys are excited. Oh, I'm so excited. 2 and 0, oh, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> We beat the Knicks and the Bulls. Time to go to this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, that nice was work. definitely the button. Nice work, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done.